Welcome to episode four of the Slightly Buzz podcast. Shout out to 10,000 Years on this episode. Their single Gargantuan Forest is on the Slightly Fuzz playlist on Spotify, and you can get their album Two, which is out now. Up next, we have Shane McConnell from the Dregs Records. All right, Shane McConnell from the Dregs Records. Thanks for being here. How's it going, man? Good. Um, I feel like we have a few things in common, and the first being we both do some design work. I don't know if you consider yourself a graphic designer at all or not. But your Instagram is is awesome. All the, the the pictures are very consistent and they have the same look and feel to them. I love it. I love looking at everything you guys post. And they might be on completely different, separate topics, but they all look the same. And I love that. So um, the, the next is we, we both love craft beer. And I think that you had a career in craft beer. So you're probably taking a little bit more serious than I do. But uh, we both love beer and we both love heavy music. Uh, again, your project seems to be a little bit more legit than mine, but <laughs> we, both love, we both love heavy music. <laughs> <laughs> the Where we split now is I'm told that you had a brief boot modeling career. Uh, yeah, that's actually how I can fund the label. Um, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, right before COVID... Um, so for my, for the day job, I, uh, I install draft systems for bars and breweries kind of all up and down the East coast. We'll go anywhere people will pay us, but it's so far, it's just been the East coast. And, um, so we kind of have a reputation doing really clean work, um, attention to detail, all that stuff. Um, and I got reached out to, uh, by a company called Wolverine, uh, so they're more known for like the, the high end kind of. Four hundred to six hundred dollar boot range. Yeah, they're good boots. Uh, yeah, and so, but they also have a working line of boots as well. Um, and so, they hit me up for they needed uh, contractors who work in the beer industry. So I fit that pretty good, um, you know. So I work in construction, you know, for forty to eighty hours a week during the week, and then you know, how did they how did they come about finding you? Uh, it was actually kind of funny. Um, so there's a person whose job is to find people. Um, that's literally all they do is they find people. Um, but for mine was by chance, just they hit up. So they were looking for someone in Boston specifically, which is also kind of strange. Um, and so they hit up their only friend from college that still lived in Boston that person had a friend whose boyfriend worked at a brewery. So they forwarded the email to their friend. Then she emailed, forwarded it to her boyfriend being like, Hey, do you know anyone? And he was like, Oh shit. Yeah, I know. You know, I know Shane. He yeah works in beer and construction. He'll be a great fit. I'm not like a super good looking dude or anything, but <laughs> they, yeah, they wanted me to be a brand ambassador. Um, for for a year and so yeah i went down to uh they had me come down to new york um do like a photo shoot and an interview uh like a recorded interview um and then uh like a press meet and greet type deal holy Um, so this is like super legit this isn't like an instagram we're gonna send you a boot and you put it on take a picture i mean so i i technically get free boots for life wow Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh yeah, so during the fucking press release thing, um they they did one of those like we're just gonna come around the corner with a giant fucking check. Um so like I had signed up to do the gig for it was for three grand was the initial, hey, we want you to come down to New York, all expenses paid, but we're gonna give you three grand for a weekend of work. And it's like work. I did maybe eight hours of shit. Maybe. Right. Yeah. And I was like, three grand for eight hours. You're going to drive me or I took a train to New York. I was like, hell yeah, this is amazing. And then, yeah, they like turn the corner with a fucking $15,000 check. And they're like, here you go. So, wow. That's, yeah. that's way more legit of a story than, than I was expecting, but that's awesome. Yeah, I, I like freaked the fuck out. So like I'm the only person in the room that looks like me. <laughs> Everyone else is like PR people. Uh-huh. 
all I remember is just like, don't fucking say anything because the only words coming out of your mouth right now is holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want that. And I was like, yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, it was fucking wild. Um, but yeah, so. That's crazy. So yeah. enter $15,000. Yeah. Therefore, you went. You decided to open a, a record label. Is that basically what happened? Yeah, I mean, I, I bought a motorcycle. I bought some of other. Course, stuff. Yeah. You know, I spent spent some of the money. Um, yeah. but it was mostly like by the end of where I got like the things that I I was looking to get. I was like, well, I don't have enough for like a down on a house or anything like that. Uh-huh. Especially in Boston, it's like insane. Um, and so. I had gone to a local show just at like a music studio and I was like, what? Like the band that was playing, they, they weren't signed. And I was like, like there are unsigned bands that are really legit. Yeah. And I'm like curious as to why, you know, what's, what's the reason, you know, for them not being signed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, went to that concert, like a couple weeks later, I'm in a concert in Canada uh, for a like, reunion show. Uh, for a band called Barnburner, and uh, I so I drove up to Montreal uh, for that show, and at the end of the show, I was just like talking to the band. I was like, "Hey, you know, I drove up to Boston, you know, to come out here, yada yada yada." I was like, "Been a fan for a long time, first time seeing you guys though," and they're like, "Well, you should have saw us before we broke up as a band. You should have supported us, you know, before we broke up." And I was like, "Fuck, you're right." Like. You know, I wasn't really putting in what what I could have. Right. And, uh, you know, so seeing the bands that are unsigned that have potential, having the means to support bands in ways that I never thought I would ever be able to, um, you know, really show support for something that means a shit ton to me. Um, and then uh, Chris from... Uh, bridge nine he was doing an ama on instagram and i just hit him up being like hey what would you tell anyone who's thinking about starting a label and he was just like do it right now don't wait for anything don't don't complicate it just start it right now he's like i started by selling t-shirts outside of fenway you know like all of bridge nine in the beginning that was all Sully's brand you know t-shirts that's what paid for all those records and so he was like don't wait until you hit a certain number or like, you know, the certain people he's just like, just start now, figure it out. You'll learn. He's like, don't make decisions where you're going to tell yourself before you get off the ground, but actively start it now. Don't wait. Did you know anything about like the business side of it? Because like I worked for an association management company for a number of years and we put on big conferences every year. And Mm -hmm. after years and years in it, you know, I knew how to get sponsors how to get exhibitors, what you needed to promote the event, you need the venue, you know, what kind of marketing promotion went into it, and you what kind of signage you need at the event, you know, name tags, all, all that stuff. So I got this idea that I'm like, I'm going to bring like a small dark beer festival to town. It's always summer beer festivals. I want to do like a winter thing, dark yeah, beer. What Sorry? What town are you in? Rockford, Illinois. Okay. Awesome. And it, all, all the festivals I always see are, are summer stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. I know how to do it. I'll figure most of it out as, as I go, but I, I'm pretty sure I can do it. And I, I, I got a venue kind of, I went and talked to them, figured it out, big ballroom, hotel rooms, you know, porta potties, a food truck. I had kind of my branding that I created kind of ready to go a little bit. I put some calls into breweries and potential sponsors. And then it got to the point where it's like, all right, the next step, before you do anything of any of half of that is, you know, you need to get an LLC at the very least. You need to get licenses from the city. You need to get permits. You need to get, and I was like, fuck, fuck all this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to start an Instagram where I draw dicks on people's album covers because <laughs> yeah. that seems way too hard. So did you know, like any of that as far as like running a business or were you just like, I like music. I have a check. I'll figure the rest out. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a little bit of that. Um, so the day job, um, so the company's been around for uh, just over five years. I was the first employee. Um, and then like literally the week before COVID, I got cut into ownership. 
Um, so, so I own part of that company now. Um, and so with that comes the connections of like one of our business partners is like a fucking mimic uh, lawyer. Um, and so I was like, Hey, like, let's sit down and talk. And it's funny because I always, whenever I interact with them, it's always party and the dude's basically Seth Rogen and it's fucking hilarious. But the second I was like, Hey, like I'm thinking about starting this thing. It just was like, suit goes on and he has just hit me with so many questions. I was like, Holy shit. Um, but yeah, like I started an LLC, um, you know, just for protection reasons. Um, and it's not very difficult. It's $500 and paperwork that takes maybe an hour. If, if like you, if you're doing it by yourself, maybe an hour, if you have a lawyer or someone who can walk you through, it's like 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, no, not really knowing like too much of the business side, just from like the innate, like kind of entrepreneurial spirit that I have. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've done a lot of projects. Um, like I, I ran a podcast for a, uh, a brief second and, you know, always just like, I like to, I like the pressure to learn stuff. Um, yeah. so like, I don't know shit about running a label. You know, I never ran a, a fucking label. So I learning as I'm going, you know, and I'm very upfront with all the bands that I, you know, work with is, Hey, like we're kind of, you know, learning this together, you know, and, I'm a human and we got to be fucking cool about, you know, that, you know, but right. yeah, kind of keeping everything on the, on the table. I'm not trying to like swindle people saying I'm like some crazy label head or some shit. I'm just a fucking dude. You know, yeah. if you want to put out some music and it works out, like let's fucking do it. You know, that's the kind of vibe of the label. Did you feel like you were starting it because you were going to be able to offer something that other labels weren't? Or were, did you look at the competition and, and see like some blind spots? Or were you just like, I like music. I want in somehow. Yeah. I mean, so like I, I love music. I, I fuck around with the bass. I don't play the bass. I, I hit the string and I put it through a pedal and it makes loud noises. That's as yeah. far as I know. Um, so I know that like, I was never going to be able to be in a band or anything like that. Um, and so, yeah, kind of craving a way to get into the industry in some fashion. And Mm -hmm. then also, um, just kind of my personal like philosophies on, and like being able to start a business with, you know, like I put the band first when it comes to everything. So like, um, the deal that I give every band is literally, a 60 40 split uh band gets 60 i get 40 um you know after i recoup on on the initial cost but um you know industry standard is kind of 50 50 if you're lucky and then it gets worse for the band after that yeah. so you know that's part of me i don't you know i'm not some some crazy you know mover and shaker so yeah of course the band should be getting more money than me you know they're making uh-huh. the damn product and also you know, it's not like they sign with my label and now they're huge. You know, it's like, no, yeah. you're still fucking working, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, kind of being able to offer that, um, you know, to all the bands has been pretty, I don't know, to me that that's super important that, you know, and essentially the employee making more money than the employer, you know. Yeah. Just because I have the cash to upfront something doesn't mean I deserve more than are there are there labels doing that? Did you cop did you did you find inspiration from other labels that were doing that? Or are you like a pioneer of, of uh, this? I mean, I I would assume that not really many people are doing it. Um I kind of got my number. Um I follow Bacon Bits a lot. He's got a lot of really uh-huh. good music industry stuff. Um, and I was even following him before I decided to, to do the label. And I was actually using what he was saying to apply to the day job. And cause I run the social media account for that as well. And uh-huh. so like I was using his music business advice for social media to implement for my, you know, beer related, you know, Instagrams and, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so, you know, he, he kind of talks about like what labels typically offer for like indie stuff. 
Um, and I was like, well, I can just undercut that because this isn't my job. You know, I don't, this is never going to be where I make money. I besides what I put in, that's the only money I'm taking out of this. Every money, every dollar earned just goes right back into this to build it. Uh Uh, You know, so like this isn't, this isn't going to be my job literally ever because this will never pay more. You know, I'm not making crazy money on the day job, but this isn't going to pay more than what the day job is, you know? And so I'm not kind of stressing, you know, where I feel like other labels might play it safe or, you know, do that kind of stuff. I get to just do whatever the fuck I want. You know, I get to talk to the bands that I want. I promote bands that aren't on my label. If I think you're doing awesome stuff, like if I'm going to show, I, I mean, I go to all the shows that are in the genres that I listen to, you know, and I'll post when the bands are playing and stuff like that. And I'll tag them. And, you know, I always am curious if the other labels are like, Hey, what the fuck is this guy doing promoting my band? But I just, <laughs> I just like the fucking band dude. Like, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've talked about that a little bit on this podcast already is just this, this scene seems to be super positive and, and seems to really help each other out more than I've seen in other music. But also like I, w- I, you know, I followed the graphic design community for a lot of years yeah and i did not see that at all i mean still even just with this with slightly fuzzed like mm-hmm. i'll follow other designers and be like that looks great that t-shirt you did was amazing and crickets i'll see them i'll see them comment on other people's comments or like other people's comments but mine for they're, they're, they're like no customers, right yeah, they, yeah well they don't look at me as a potential client maybe or they look yeah. at me as some sort of competition because i do some design stuff and i'm not really sure what it is but even even before all this, you know, yeah. the design community just didn't seem like that. And and this stoner metal, whatever, mm-hmm. seems to be uh, way more helpful, positive, uplifting to each other. Hi, man. Yeah. Everybody's so positive, man. <laughs> yeah. So you signed your first band was what? Bog Wizard? Bog Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They were the first band that I signed with. Um, which kind of ties into something that's kind of important to like my, I don't know. I, I, I used to play D and D like in high school and shit. And so, you know, them kind of mixing, you know, there's like other bands, obviously like Stoner Metal and Doom and all that stuff. They like, they, they flirt with it, but they're not like, yeah, fucking D and D, you know, whereas like they are. And I was like, oh, that's pretty rad. Um, you know, and, and I had listened to, uh, from the mire and i was like wow you know this is a great album and then you know so i go oh i'm gonna buy the record and then i go on the band camp no record and i was like hit him up hey you you know you're doing this anytime soon and uh they're just like oh you know probably not for this one i was like well if you want to you know i'd be interested in putting it out you know and starting yeah so kind of starting a label and, and putting that out and so now we got pre-orders up right now and we're hoping to get those shipped actually next week so yeah, very excited about that. That'll be my first wax in hand. Oh yeah. Um, yep. So very and I, I just saw today, it'll it'll be a, a week from now when this is released, but I saw today that Drug Sauna is mm-hmm. recording. Yep, yeah. So they're in the studio today. It's funny. Today Drug Sauna's in the studio and then Empty Black's playing a show. Um, nice. so for me, this is like a fucking awesome Friday. Hell yeah. Um, just kind of getting to see them do all that stuff. But yeah, so what, drugs. What's the deal with drug sauna in the van? They record or they perform or what they do? What do they do in the van? They do everything in the van. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, so they recorded the EP. So this, the, they're at the same studio that they were for the EP, but they're actually recording inside the studio uh, this time. Uh, but for the EP, um, they just pulled the van up. Uh, outside the studio and ran the fucking cables outside the windows and ran them to the vans. Um, there's a, there's like a little mini documentary on, uh, on YouTube about it, but yeah, it's pretty awesome. And I love so I was, yeah, I was a fan of drugs on it before we had even talked. I had the record. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm fucking stoked for, for new drug sauna. It was cool yeah. when they hit me up being like, Hey, like, are you taking bands? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like a band that I really like, it, yeah. you know, you think of like a band that you really like hitting you up as a label, like way down. 
not yeah. the second band that year. <laughs> right. so. Yeah. I well, I mean, even with this podcast, like I've had bands that I I listen to mm-hmm. send me a message and be like, "How do I get on the podcast?" And I'm like. Podcast. You mean this podcast that no one listens to yet? You want to be on it? And they're like, hell yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man. anytime, you know, of course, that's awesome. And I think part of that just goes to like, you know, bands just wanting to get their shit out there to people and, and kind of being desperate for that opportunity. And it's like, like I said, I mean, this is a brand new thing. I don't know what I'm doing. No one listens to this thing, but people are still reaching out to me and, and being like, how can I get on? And that's insane, yeah. but it, it shows that I think that people want more opportunities to to get their shit out there, you know. For sure, and then also it's you know it's like the people who follow me might not follow you, and then the people that follow the band that's on next, you know, they might not, you know, and so over time it's gonna it's gonna build, and especially I feel with like music, and since you are being so open, I feel like this will grow naturally pretty fast. Whereas like a lot of people are kind of that gatekeeper mind mindset where they're like, Oh, I only take people of a certain image or, you yeah. know, it's just like, yeah, if, if you're, you know, willing to talk to, to everyone, then it's, yeah, it's kind of the industry standard for being successful is get yeah. yourself out there, you know? Right. It, I, I've been lucky that people have kind of seen through the, the goofiness of the Instagram, like, it's a lot of just immature humor and goofy shit on my Instagram, but I still get people to send me messages that are like, I get a lot of like good music recommendations from your Instagram. And I'm like, are you sure mine? And they're like, I li- listen, the jokes are funny. The dick and fart jokes are funny, but yeah. I know I that you only that do it. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. They like look at the album. After. Yeah. That's, that's what it all comes down to is like, you saw through that you laughed, but you saw through it. Yeah. And then you still went and checked out the real band anyway. And, yeah. and that's been pretty cool because people do see through it sometimes. And they say, I, yeah, I get tons of music from your, your Instagram. And I'm like, Dude, that's, that's kind of the whole point. That's, yeah. that's awesome. You know? Yeah, that's fucking rad. Yeah. So then uh, Empty Black is the last one we haven't really talked about. You said they are playing tonight. What's their plans for future music? They have a couple singles out, right? Yep. So they have two tracks out. Um, and then we have uh an ep coming out um i mean that's way down the pipeline i mean we have deposits in but the record production is a fucking shit show as everyone knows so i'm not gonna you know beat that you know horse but um yeah so that release will get vinyl and it will also be on tape um which i'm now accepting a little bit more when i first started i was like vinyl only that's all i don't listen to tapes so i was like why am i putting out tapes it's not who i am and when, why, why do people listen to tapes? I don't quite get that yet. I, I, at first I saw like big bands do it. Like, I, I mean, like kind of as like a promotional thing, like, isn't this cool? We did this tape. Remember those? Yeah. But now it seems like people are actually like seriously putting music out on them. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I can get a cassette player at this point. I mean, I've, I haven't had a cassette player in 20 years, so. Yeah, man, you got to do it. Um, I don't even have a CD player at this point. My computer doesn't have a CD player. My car doesn't have a CD player, you know? Yep. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, so the only reason I started with the cassettes was drug sauna. They approached me. They're like, we want to put this out on a cassette. And for them, I was like, this makes sense. Your fan base owns the oldest fucking vehicles on the planet. It fits their image yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah, when I saw like, their, it was like 2% sauna, Sonic or something, right? Yeah. yeah. 2%. When they put out that cassette, I was like, that makes so much sense. You're yeah. a van band and yeah, these vans for band sure band have cassette players. It's already in there, you know, and yeah. I, that's why I was like, yeah, this is no brainer. Um, um, but, uh, I think the cassettes are kind of coming back because I, I think there is a, there's a resurge of people buying older cars. Like people who, who weren't Mm -hmm. into older cars are now buying older cars. I mean, the price for a shitty van is through the fucking roof because everyone, um, but the sound can't be very good on those, right? Cassettes. I mean, I I get why vinyl came back. People love the sound, but cause how does cassette sound compared to like a CD? Um, I mean, cassettes are definitely under a CD. Um, yeah. I mean, so like, I'm not an audiophile. Um, you know, I've gone to way too many shows with no earplugs to even try to <laughs> contend in that category. Um, yeah. but I mean, I, they sound good. You know, there's no, you know, I haven't done like a side by side with like a digital versus the vinyl versus the cassette, but yeah. I put it in and you know, it, 
sounds great. You know, I think it, I think, I don't know, it's a, it's a novel thing. And yeah. I, I do think it is a vehicle kind of base thing. That you makes know, sense. Retro is coming back. You know, you can't put a record in your fucking car, you know, unless you yeah. have one of those old school, they actually had fucking record players for cars, which is insane. I insane, can't imagine yeah. that sounding fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think it is like a neat, like, uh, you know, your friend comes in your car and you're like, hey, you know, you pull out a little fucking crate full of cassettes, throw one in there, you know? It, it is rad. I, I love the whole idea of it. And and the van thing has definitely got to be a big part of it because, mm-hmm. you know, the van, the whole van thing is a big part of this music. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. most I, of the bands and labels and stuff that I follow are like, here's some music. Also check out this dope van. And it's like, they go hand in hand for some reason, smoking weed, oh, riding yeah. around the van, some, something yeah. about the whole thing. The whole culture is that makes sense with the, with the cassettes though. Yeah. So, uh, so I just started doing liquid light shows and my plan with that is all the money I get for the light shows. I'm going to just buy a van with the money. Nice. Um, so yeah, <laughs> like my next big purchase is going to be a van. Um, Wait, are you gonna like just get an old one that looks awesome? Or are you gonna like buy one and fix it up new? Or what are you gonna do with it? Um, I mean, I'll buy. So my, uh, I'm I'm not gonna have a budget for this. You know, it's gonna be. I'm gonna buy a shitty van, just like I got a fucking shitty Harley. You know, that's the thing. I'm not fucking riding easy. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't have a fucking you know. $30,000 van. That's just not going to ever be my shit. That's not who I am. That's yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so it would be a shitty van. Am I going to work on it? Probably not. Will I repair it? Probably, you know, uh, but it'll, it'll probably stay pretty shitty. At least the first one will definitely stay shitty. Also, we, you're not supposed to drive them in the winter because they're already rust buckets and, you know, with the salt on the road and stuff like yeah. that for me, like, you know, they suck. My, you know, or my van's going to suck. So I'm going to drive it in the winter. I don't care. I'm yeah. not buying a van to drive it, you know, five You're months. driving it to park it. You park it. And that's where the, yeah. the fun is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be a vehicle that I use. Yeah. 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 I don't have unpractical things. I almost traded my truck in high school for a, a old shitty van. It was, I was driving down the road and it was for sale just on the side of the street. Mm-hmm. And my truck was semi new. It was my dad's and he got a new vehicle. He gave it to me. I was like 16. It was like my first vehicle. And it was worth at least like 20 times what this van was. And I didn't have any money. It wasn't even really my truck, but I pulled yeah. over and I was like, I'll give you this truck. If you give me this van. And he's like, dude, you need to talk to your parents about this. Yeah, you're, you're asking to get fucking murdered. <laughs> he, he would have murdered me for sure. But I wanted it so bad. It was such an awesome van. And now, thankfully, he didn't let me do it. But at the time, I was like, I think this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about the, the liquid light shows. You alluded to that a little bit. But what are you doing with those? And how did that start? How did you start doing those? Um, so there's a Instagram account, Heavy. It's a Heavy Clothing. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. He does liquid light shows. I saw a post that he put up and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I started looking up into it. Um, and yeah, so it's basically you're using an overhead projector. Think of like elementary school, um, you know, just little platform with the arm with the, you know, shoots light. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. And yeah, you're just using a, like a convex clock glass. Like think of like a grandfather clock, like the giant clock glass. Mm-hmm. So you get that, put some oil in there, put some water in there oil and the water don't mix now you can dye the oil and the water those colors now don't mix then you get another smaller piece of clock glass and you can put that in there now you can fuck with the liquids um so that's how you get things to move around and then you can put liquids on that piece of glass and so now you get uh light color combos through the glass but when you're moving it around that liquid moves around. So sometimes you only get the colors from the bottom and then sometimes you get them when they mix through the top and then yeah. get a second projector. Now your head's going to explode because there's too many combos of shit happening. And since, uh, it's, since it's done on an over, overhead projector, yeah. can you put like, like a, a band's logo on first and then do it over top or something? Yeah. yeah. So what you can do, um, you know, just getting like a transparency sheet, uh, yeah. you can just print on it. 
Um, and yeah, so when, so I'm, I haven't booked, I've, I've done one show live, um, but I'm in the process of getting my pricing together and stuff like that and approaching venues. Um, but yeah, so like I could just slide in, you know, band's logo and, you know, I could keep the band's logo up, you know, kind of like the idea of like a banner. Uh, yeah. I want to look as good for long-term just because it's on, it's not a flat surface. So it, it would distort the image, but before the band goes on, you know, you could throw that on, you know, give something to everyone and then they walk on stage, stuff like that, pull that transparency out. You could throw like crazy design transparencies and you can get them where it's, it's like the same pattern, but like spirals, you can move them like separate. So I guess like kind of think of my fingers. So if it's like this, you know, yeah. you start to like get crazy trippy effects and because they're black. So the black erases the light coming through. So if you have two projectors, all that black, now the color from the other projector just shines right through. So it allows you to also eliminate some light color blending and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, what's the live show like? Did you do it with a band playing or was it just you solo? Like, Yeah. So, uh, so mother iron horse, um, they, uh, they did a private show for 50 friends. Um, and Marco, he's one of the guitar players. Um, he's got a wood shop. And so he emptied out the wood shop, um, packed that place with bodies. And it was also like the hottest day of the year too. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, they played a live set, um, and I was off on the side. I only had one projector at the time and, you know, and it was a weaker projector since then I bought two new projectors that are, I have like six times the amount of power now. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it came out well. They had, uh, they had people filming it. So there's uh, the whole live set is there and it looks great. It's actually kind of funny cause, uh, the only times I've ever done the projections were, uh, you know, I'm standing behind the projector looking at what I'm projecting onto. Mm -hmm. um, but due to the space, I actually had to stand on the side of the projector and I was drinking and smoking and shit and standing on the side, uh, cause it's all mirrors, right? So, um, normally, you know, if you press down on the glass, it lights up the bottom part of what you're lighting. And then if you pull back, you get the top. Well, when you're on the side, all those angles change and I was fucking not in the mindset of, of fucking knowing where I was doing. So I actually, I didn't get to watch the show at all. Uh, I just was staring at the projector for 45 minutes and just, this looks cool on the projector. Hopefully it looks cool on the fucking screen and hopefully it works yeah. with what's happening, you know, whereas like if I can watch, you know, singer goes crazy i can like focus on him guitar players flipping out i can swing the lights over that way you know but yeah. you know my head was down the whole time so i was like oh man this probably sucked and everyone was like oh yeah this is great and i was like yeah but yeah but you're just saying that you know and, it, uh, it is cool for a live show though i mean that's that's a that's a cool element to add in to the whole thing yeah, yeah no you can really up like the the value of a show for very little money this mm -hmm. you know like you can get you get the effects of like a, a stadium concert with all the moving lights and shit you know it's fucking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that the venue has to now get yeah. i roll up with two overhead projectors you know it, so far i've spent i don't know maybe like 500 bucks you know and yeah. now i can put on a super dynamic lighting show you know like with yeah. color changes and shit moving around and it's fucking trippy as hell to watch well it's cool for like a kind of a music video I maybe mean, you could turn it into like a lyric video or something yeah. too because I, I saw what you recorded and put it on on your youtube and yeah. i didn't i had no idea how you did it or how it was recorded but yeah it's just as cool in that music video medium mm -hmm. too it's just yeah. as cool that and, way, so and that's also like a way that i can interact with other bands that aren't on my label because mm -hmm. you know I'll do a music video. Like um, my pricing for a recorded video is $10 a minute. You know, that's it. Um, and then you get that video forever. It's HD, yeah. you know, and it's to your music, you know? So yeah. uh, what I, you know, with that, I listen to the song twice and then I throw it up and just go, you know, and whatever happens happens. And you know that, so that video on my YouTube, 
uh, that's one shot. The whole, you know. So if I mess up, it fucking sucks, and I gotta redo the whole thing. But yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you know, it's a it's a cheap way for bands to get video content up. You know, a music like an animated music video or something like that. For sure, and like I said, lyric videos are are a big thing now. Where like their first single, if they don't have the budget for a big music video, they do a, a lyric video, and it's oh, pretty yeah. inexpensive to add. You know, some text to a, a video in Premiere oh, yeah. or some yeah. some program. Yes. So it's like. You have a cool background from you and then someone puts text over it you have a lyric yeah, video yeah, and, i can even put the text on because i am yeah, yeah i'm using premiere to to yeah. edit these things but yeah, yeah it's been fun that's but, cool so what's next for the dregs records are you looking for more bands you looking to what, what's what's next for the the whole thing um so i don't look for stuff it's just if it if something, if I catch something that I'm super stoked on, then that's what it is. Um, we are going to kind of pump some breaks in some regards because I'll have, so Bog Wizard is in the process of mastering their new recordings. So I'll have a, we're working on a release for Bog Wizard. We, Drugson is in the studio today. So mm-hmm. we're working on, uh, you know, that as well. Um, and then, you know, we're not going to see the vinyl for empty black for, you know, fucking six to a thousand months, you know? And so, you know, so having three deposits out, you know, being self-funded, um, it's very limiting. So what I'm doing now is, uh, the kind of game plan moving forward is do a cassette release with the digital release. Um, Can I make a recommendation for a band? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's an album called Radio Gnome Invisible by a band named Gong. 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 Yeah. G O N G. Yeah. Yeah. From like the like they're like 60s, 70s. Radio Gnome Invisible. Do you know that? Yeah, they got a song called uh, "Pothead Pixies" on it. Yeah. I'm fucking addicted to that song. I found it like a week ago. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, that's why I recommended it. Bog Wizard actually told me that you <laughs> that you. Dude, love it. I was like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I'm fucking addicted to that band. It is, yeah, smoking a shit ton of weed and doing light shows with them is a <laughs> trip. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wacky stuff, but I, I thought I would see what. If yeah. You were oh man, you had me for a second. I was flipping out. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> oh, that's fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so funny but yeah oh and also i'm looking into uh there's i think it's red spade records it's this woman in canada she does lathe cut records um so i'll hand cut one at a time um she doesn't know yet but i'm gonna be reaching out to her to do super limited stuff for for the bands that i'm going to approach at this point it's yeah. all going to be kind of you know 25 maybe 50 for the releases just because her lead time is way shorter. It's a really awesome thing that, you know, I'd love to be able to support. Um, and also, it's cool. I don't own any lathe cut records, so it, I'm really excited to kind of just own one. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I'm excited about trying that out too. Cool. All right. So what we're going to do next is a version of real or fuzzed that I've played on a couple of these podcasts, but for you, I made a special one and it's beer related instead of album related. And you have to tell me, I'm going to do put up the beers one by one. They're all metal band related beers. Okay. And I have to tell you if they're real or fake, real or fake, real or fuzzed as we're saying here. (laughs) First one. All right. This is from the sword. It's called Ghost Eye Oatmeal Stout. I would say this is fuzzed. This is a real one. What? I've never heard of real ale brewing. Where are they from? I'm not sure. Okay. They're from Texas, though, right? They're from Austin, so maybe it's a Texas brewery. Maybe. All right. Well, I mean, that's I'm, cool. That I'm glad I got you on at least one, because I thought maybe yeah. you'd be really good at this. Being a good eye for design, beer, and metal. I thought I was screwed. <laughs> <laughs> all right this is from the age of truth 
Ale of Truth. I'm mostly going off of like who, what, what's the fucking brewery? Oh man, this it doesn't one, say the brewery. It just says that it's brewed in Philadelphia, PA. All right, this one has to be fuzzed. This one is fuzzed. Okay, yeah, because <laughs> breweries do not not put their names on their on their products. Good point. Yeah. Amber Smash Face from Cannibal Corpse and Three Floyds. I would say this is fuzz because I haven't heard of it and I feel like I should if it if it's real. This is a real one. I drank what? it on the first episode of Slightly Fuzzed. Damn, man. I'm also I drink a lot of Budweiser, to be real. Oh yeah? I yeah. I assume that you were like a craft beer connoisseur at this point. I mean, I that's where it started and I've reverted. I I mean I drink like like some sours and stuff like that, but I drink like a lot of lagers. There's a lot of good lagers in Massachusetts, yeah. but other than that, yeah, it's Budweiser. I drink a lot of dark, like I said, dark craft beer, stouts, porters, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if I'm like mowing the lawn, hanging out the pool, it's like Bud Light all day. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Kiss Destroyer. Oh, man. I got to say this is a fuzz because I don't see a logo for the brewery. This is a real one. What the fuck, man? I suck at this. (laughs) (laughs) Lowrider, Ode to IPA. I want to say this is fuzzed as well. This one's fuzzed, yeah. Okay. I was like, Lowrider is tight, but... Are they getting a beer named after them? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Matt, that one's no. real. I've seen that, that one. I'm drinking it. Yeah. How is it? Uh, I can't remember. So probably yeah. good. <laughs> Motorhead, Road Crew. Um, I'm going to say this is fuzzed. This one's a real one. Damn. Yeah. I th- they might have two different ones, actually, but this is this is one of the more popular ones. Okay. Red Desert Irish Red Ale. Uh, I would say that this is real. This one's fuzzed. What? I just saw Surly and I was like, oh, I know Surly. Well, they're from Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. So I I picked a uh, Minnesota brewery. (laughs) There you go. And Surly's a little metal too. So I I thought. Yeah, well, that's why I was like, oh, I can see them doing this, you know? Yeah. Megadeth, Saison 13. I feel like Unibrew is not this cool. Like I know like a lot of their labels are like very high fantasy metal theme, but I want to say this is fuzzed. God damn. <laughs> this one's real. I'm going to get fired by the way. If any of my <laughs> coworkers <laughs> listen to this, they're going to be like, oh, yeah. truck fighters, booze cruiser. Mm. I want to say this is real. No. How you get the fucking sweat on there, man? <laughs> what kind yeah, of sweaty? I'm, How'd you do that? It's what I do. Jesus. I make make things look real. Yeah, you do. Holy hell. <laughs> yeah, that one was mine. I think that's uh that's all we got. Well, I'm glad you didn't fucking try to trooper me with the fucking the Iron Maiden beer that everyone's seen. I think that, yeah, I thought that one might be obvious. The Metallica one, too. I don't know if you've had the Metallica beer, but uh, it's not great. Man, that was pretty good. You're really fucking good at graphic design. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Thanks. I don't know. I mean, I'm good at making other people's stuff look like mine. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't really talk about your graphic design skills. I, I love your Instagram. Like I said, it. It all looks super trippy and it totally fits the music and it's all super consistent and you do different things. You take, you know, little uh, like history lessons on one of them and you do just weird yeah. stuff, you do holidays, you do your own stuff, promotions, and it all still looks consistent and it looks awesome. Yeah. When I started the label, I, so, I mean, I've always been really interested in art Um and like, I mean, I took a bunch of art classes. I've tried to do all different kinds of art and just never really stuck. Um, but dude, the fucking iPad and the pen and Procreate, 
the yeah. world's yours. Like it's so easy to learn. And uh, yeah. And my first thing was like, you know what? I need to make a color palette and that's my color palette. And that's the only fucking colors I use period. The end. Yeah. And, it makes yeah. a difference. I, I don't, I don't do that, but like, I totally appreciate those that do it. I, I do so too many wild random things to stick to yeah. it. I feel like, but I really appreciate when people do. And I, I love that consistency and you have kind of like your brand in a, in a sense now. And I love yeah, it. Exactly. And I've kind of skewed away from it since I started doing liquid light shows because it really doesn't do the light show stuff justice, cutting it down sure. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've let go of the rule, but if, if it's not color, like if it's not my color palette, then it's either a meme, which I finally posted my first meme. That's not in my color palette because I was posting memes in my color palette. Yeah. Um, and they just, they don't hit as hard. Um, and then, uh, yeah, liquid light show stuff. Uh, that'll be the only other time or promote like promo stuff. You know, it, it does me no good trying to sell you a record. If you can't see what the actual colors of the record are, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. But, yeah. but the rest of the image, you know, for the rest of the image, I keep that, you know, my color palette. You know, yeah. So, but yeah, right on. it's been, been fun learning how to do it. But yeah, I, yeah, it's, it, they're shitty Photoshop jobs, essentially. That's <laughs> every post is a shitty Photoshop job. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's my whole, that's my whole account. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it I mean, it fucking works, you know? And I think it was, it's super important and kind of, and it has helped me gain kind of a following, I think, a lot quicker than I would have if I hadn't done that. Yeah. If I didn't, because I can't afford to pay someone to do all my posts, right? Yeah. And that's the thing is every single post is made. Like I sit down for hours making every single post, you know, so it's hilarious yeah. when, you know, people just scroll past it and it's just like, no, nah, man, I don't think you understand how much time went into that picture that you just scrolled past. Yeah. But, I, I, I went through the same thing with mine is like a while back, I asked people in my stories, like, you know, what's your favorite post of mine? I had like a hundred posts and I think 10 people responded and it was all like this one really simple meme that I made long time ago of yeah. Matt Pike. It was a picture of Matt Pike and I put some text on it and that yeah. one's everyone's favorite. And I was like, do you understand how much time I put into those fake album covers? Yeah, I do like every day. And And you like the one that I did on the couch in two seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes it fucking sometimes it'd be like that, man. It is. It is like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's fucking frustrating. But yeah. 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 I think. Well, yeah, my I think my number one liked post is uh, is a meme, which, you know, and it was funny because it was a conversation I actually had with my girlfriend and because she doesn't really listen to this kind of music. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, what the fuck are we listening to? Like a song had just started. And I was like, and she's like, what the fuck are we listening to? I was like, oh, it's just an intro. Don't worry. And she's like, it's been going on for like 12 minutes. And I was like, it's it's just the intro. Don't worry. Yeah. And she's just like, the fuck? Like, no, it's not an intro if it's 12 minutes long. It's like, no, it's a fucking intro. I don't care how long <laughs> it is. If it's an intro, it's an intro. Yeah. And yeah, I did the, I did the fucking Chopper Guys meme with the those texts of just like throwing the fucking chair that's just a fucking intro and yeah got yeah. fucking 700 likes or some stupid shit yep and it's like, goes. Something that i put like 10 hours into gets like 50 and i'm just i know like, ah. it's exactly like that yeah and like my parodies I'll, I'll draw a dick on something and it gets like a thousand likes and then the ones that i sit there and i think like here's a funny concept Here's how I'm going to do it. I'll get a new font for this. I'm going to change the colors. I'm going to do all this stuff. And people are like, mm, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to not answer this question, but do you buy your fonts? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not making any money for one thing. So yeah. I don't really think that they have anything to come at me for. But yeah. I mean, there's so many free fonts out there that I, I haven't really had to come across that yet. You know. Big time. Yeah. No, it's... Uh... If, yeah, someone comes at me for for fonts. LLC. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's so many people on Instagram that not only steal fonts but steal, you know, content. Steal, yeah. steal my yeah. my content or or yeah. whatever. That, that like Instagram's the the wild west, man. It's like yeah. you get a lot of people snagging your shit. No, no, uh, no justice. 
Um, I don't know if I'd say a lot, but I've come across like maybe 10. Yeah. But well, if I ever see uh, that shit, I'll fucking, <laughs> I don't, I mean, at first I, I would like comment and be like, you know, this is mine, but also I don't want to come across that way. So like, I guess I, I get, I mean, at the most I should like DM them and be like, do you mind giving me credit for it? But even that, I'm just like, I don't know, whatever. I, I watermark most of my stuff. So yeah, that's if true. people really wanted to notice who did it, they would they would notice. Yeah. yeah. But, awesome. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. Um, do you have anything else you want to plug or promote or talk about? Um, go to shows. Go to all the shows. Go to every fucking show. Doesn't matter. Like, your friend's got a shitty band. Go to his show. Fucking... Big players are in town. Go to their shows. Fucking buy merch, merch. Do all that buy shit. Some t-shirt, buy some stickers. Yeah, pre-order, especially with lead times being what they are. Fucking pre-order, just pre-order. Yeah. Not even for me, just in general, just fucking buy people's shit because yeah, holy hell, you know. Now that I'm like in the other side, I'm like, whoa, yeah, pre-orders are super important. Yeah. You know? I mean, but yeah, go to shows. Just fucking go to shows before they get closed down again. Yeah. Could happen. Yeah. the One of the venues in Boston, they're doing uh, proof of vaccination. So, I mean, I feel good about that with people having to provide that. And they're they're basically, if you don't have it, they give you a wristband, and that just means you got to wear a mask while you're there. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, whatever. But, yeah, go to shows. Go to shows. That's okay. my, my thing. Check out, check out the Dregs records. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, yeah. Cheers.